Welcome to Express Your Wonders, a podcast where we explore life's ups and downs and what leads us to limiting beliefs that hold us back. I'm Bronwyn Corkery, and I don't want to sit back and watch life pass me by anymore. It's time to take action and explore where limiting beliefs come from, take risks, and share your story. Are you ready to express your wonders? Let's get started. Hi, my podcast friends. Welcome back to another episode. Today, I wanted to talk a little about being brave. What does it mean being brave? Being brave is facing the unknown. Being brave is doing something when you don't really know what the outcome will be. I have a little dog named Murphy. I think I've talked about him before. He's a little peekapoo who joined our family about five and a half years ago. When Murphy came to us, he was just about 10 weeks old and weighed less than two pounds. Now he weighs in at a whopping nine pounds. He adapted pretty quickly to joining our family. He has seen a lot of family dynamic change with my grown kids moving out and moving back in and moving back out and moving back in and it goes on and on. (laughs) But as time went on, he seems to get more skittish than he used to. I don't know what changed for him, but suddenly he's afraid to eat or drink out of his bowl. At first, we thought he had was startled or something when he, his tags clinked against the glass bowl. So we tried to use a paper plate for his food. That didn't help much. Then we tried plastic bowls, but that didn't help either. We changed the location of his bowls, thinking that maybe the baseboard heat was scaring him with the clinking and clanging sounds that it makes. Nope, that didn't really help either. The next thing we tried was putting some of his kibble in our hands, and he started eating it. We also found that if we spread the kibble out on the floor, he'll eat it up from there too. But it's funny, we have to space it out. No kibble can touch another kibble. It's got to be spread out, and then he'll eat it. We were so proud of him, and we talked about how brave he was. My daughter does a little voice for him, and it makes me laugh so hard when she talks for him. She really seems to know what is going on in his head, and I start believing those are really his thoughts. So as he slowly approaches his bowl of water, she goes into a whisper and says, Look, I'm being so brave. I'm going to drink my water. Then she applauds him for being so brave. So... Because we talk so much about Murphy facing his fears and being brave, I started thinking of fears we have to face and the bravery we need to conquer those fears. Murphy forces himself to be brave when he drinks his water because he has to drink it to survive. Most of my fears of day-to-day life aren't about facing it to survive, but I do have fears that keep me from being my full self, the person I was created to be. It's very natural to have fears. It's how we're made to protect ourselves. Without fear, we could do some pretty dangerous things. But sometimes our fears get out of control and keep us from doing things that we love just to stay comfortable and safe. For me, I've leaned toward comfortable and safe because then I won't have to fail. I won't have to do things that I may not be able to handle in the end. I won't have to worry about awkward conversations and the list goes on. I could stay safe where I'm comfortable, and I know what to expect for an outcome. What I use to face my fears now is faith. When I put faith in myself, and faith in my God, and faith in the people I know and trust, then I can start moving toward the life that I was meant for me. 
When it comes to facing fears about myself, it's a lot more work because it's easy to talk myself out of something. But when it comes to my children or my family, I'll face fears more easily because of my need to protect them. Sometimes that's good and sometimes not. You can't face a fear because someone else thinks you should and you want to make them happy. It has to be in your heart. Before we continue, here's a word from our sponsor. Hi, Bronwyn here again. Not only am I the host of Express Your Wonders, but I'm also the owner and crafter at Expressive Wonders. Spring is coming, and along with that comes Mother's Day, Father's Day, graduations, and even weddings. Expressive Wonders has just the right gift for your special occasion. Custom orders are my favorite, so if you see something that you love but need to tweak it just a bit, send me a message and we'll make it just right for you. Go to expressivewonders.etsy.com and be sure to click on the link to join my VIP club and get 25% off your first order. That's expressivewonders.etsy.com. Can't wait to see you there. One of the good ones that I can remember, a good fear that I faced, was when my oldest son graduated from the eighth grade. My gift to him was a fun day spent together. We were in the process of making a move from New Jersey to New Hampshire, so I wanted to have a day that was fun and just the two of us, so doing something that he loved to do. So we went to Six Flags Great Adventure. We were very lucky back then. We only lived about 15 minutes away, so it was very easy for us to go there. He wanted so much for me to go on the new roller coaster at the time, which was called Nitro. Now, I have seen this roller coaster as I used to use the excuse that I'll stay with the younger children to avoid ever having to actually go on it. According to Wikipedia, here's how this ride works. After leaving the station, the train makes a left U-turn and ascends up a 230-foot-tall hill. After cresting the top, the train drops 215 feet at a 68-degree angle. Do you know how close that is to a 90-degree angle? It's only 22 degrees away, reaching a maximum speed of 80 miles per hour. 80 freaking miles per hour. The train then ascends a 189-foot-tall hill and drives down to the left, coasting over another large airtime hill. Afterwards, Nitro enters a unique B&M element known as the Hammerhead Turn a tight U-turn which veers to the right, traveling over another camelback hill. Nitro enters its S-curve and into a 540-degree helix. After the mid-course brake run, Nitro travels over three camelback hills, followed by the final brake run before returning to the station. Now, I don't know what a lot of what I just said means, but I do know that 215-foot drop at 68-degree angle, then another 189-foot-tall drop, etc., etc., is scary as hell. Okay, now it's not like you get all buckled in and wrapped up in the seat and with iron bars over your shoulders locking you in nice and safely. No, this ride only has something that goes over your lap to keep you safe. Really? We're counting on some sort of a G-force or something to keep us from falling off this thing? Okay, for my son, I'll do this. I mean, so many people have done this and survived. I can do this. 
I'll never forget that first drop. The climb to the top was scary. It went straight up and just kept going and going. I held on to the lap thing so tight my legs were tense and pressing against the lap thing to try to feel some sort of security. I thought, what the heck am I doing? Why do I let my son do these things? Then we finally reached the top. There was a slight hesitation, then the drop. All I could think of was, I hate this, I hate this, I hate this, I hate this. I'm pretty sure my stomach stayed at the top of the hill. We finally get to the bottom, then up another hill, and zoomed back down, leaving my heart at the top of that hill. From there, we coasted along the Camelback Hills, where I started to think, wow, this is fun. I love this ride. My son was so happy. I have to admit, we had a lot of fun. I can't say that I overcame this fear, but I did face it. I did end up going on that ride again another time and descending that first drop, remembering those words, I hate this, I hate this, I hate this, because I was repeating them once again. But all in all, it was a lot of fun. I was really glad to have that little push to do something scary and create a wonderful memory with my son. It's not always that easy to face your fears, and there's no saying that you'll face it once and you've conquered it. Sometimes you have to do it over and over before you start to get more comfortable. Now, my example of my fear of the roller coaster isn't something that I necessarily have to conquer. That was just a thrill. But the fears that keep us from living our best lives truly require practice and support and bravery. I think the biggest thing we fear boils down to losing love. I grew up fearing losing my parents' love. I always felt I had to behave a certain way or they wouldn't love me. Not that they wouldn't love me forever, just fear that unless I did as they expected, they wouldn't love me and would be angry. I also feared of losing my friendships if I didn't act as expected by my friends. I always felt that I had to behave the way others expected me to, or what I thought they expected me to. If I didn't, I would lose them. I held back so much of myself because I was afraid of how other people would react. I remember reading a book when my kids were very young. I think it was called something like, um, I think it was A Mother's Guide to Inner Peace. I thought it was a book about learning to be at one with yourself, but it was more of a spiritual inner peace. One thing that really stuck out for me was they talked about how we worry too much about what other people think about what they think of us and we make up in our minds what they think and what they will say behind our back. The line in the book said, how blessed you are that you can read other minds and know what they are thinking about you. It opened my eyes to realizing that all of that judgment I was anticipating and preparing myself for most likely was not there at all. How could I know what other people are thinking? I don't know what they are thinking. Maybe they're not being judgmental at all. Why do I put this burden on myself? That's when I knew it was time to be brave. Be me. If that doesn't work for some others, that's okay. I was created with a purpose. I can't fulfill my purpose if I keep trying to be like others. I have to be me. I may make mistakes. I may be annoying to someone. I don't know how that could be, but maybe I am. <laughs> I may be goofy or silly, but that's me. That's who I am. I like singing. All it takes is someone to say something that reminds me of a song and I'll start belting it out, even if I have to change the words to suit the topic at hand. Does that make me a weird or a bad person? No. 
I may be different. I have different tastes in music, different ideas of what I think is fun, different thoughts about current events, etc. But that doesn't make me less lovable. My mother used to drive us nuts when we were kids, when she would sing for every word we would say. Hmm, I see where I get that from now. She also used to correct our grammar constantly. So much that I can't help do it to others myself now. Was that annoying? Oh yeah. But you know what? I never stopped loving her, and I'd give anything to have her back for a day and listen to her songs. We can make these feelings of unworthiness, feeling unloved, or not good enough easier. We're not perfect. No one is. We just need to be brave. Brave enough to ask questions. Brave enough to follow your dreams. Do it scared. Then do it scared again. And before long, it will get easier. You deserve that. You are enough, and you are worthy, and you are loved. You have to be you. The world needs you just the way you are. You got this. I believe in you. Get up tomorrow morning, have a good cup of coffee, maybe a second one, then go out there and show the world how amazing you are, because you know what? You really are. Thank you for joining me today. I love sharing stories with you. I'd like to invite you to join my Facebook group, Express Your Wonders Podcast Community. Check out the link in my show notes. Being part of the community is a great opportunity to express your wonders about how it feels to be heard. You certainly deserve it. You can also connect with me on Instagram at Expressive Wonders. A big thank you to Tiffany at Virtually You Podcast for her incredible help in producing this show. If you enjoy this conversation as much as I do, be sure to drop a five-star review to help me grow my audience. And most importantly, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. You won't want to miss what's coming next. I've got the heart of a hero.